0: Hello, I'm Gerard Starkey, head of content at Canby, and welcome to what is the first Canby Cast, a podcast brought to you by leading global sportsbook supplier Canby. And this first podcast comes as we count down the weeks to Ice in February. And for this podcast, I sat down with Camby deputy CEO and chief business development officer Eric Logberg. Uh, Eric talks to me about the Canby products and our ethos, which is to give operators freedom to differentiate and innovate.
1: What we believe in is that in the end, the end users will get the product they want. And those in the value chain that aren't part of delivering that, they won't be relevant anymore.
0: Canby Sportsbook Unlimited. You're listening to a podcast from leading global sportsbook provider Canby. In this inaugural Canby cast, we hear from Canby Deputy CEO, Eric Logberg. So Eric, if you can just talk about what you see as being the main challenges in the sports betting industry at the moment, either from the operator side, the supplier side, or both?
1: So I think pressure from end users uh, in terms of relevant products, innovative products, renewing yourself puts huge pressure on the product organization. Pressure from a few really big and successful competitors, such as Bet365, to keep the pace with your core product, and pressure from regulations, which is both technical challenge as well as a financial challenge when taxes come, and then marketing budgets. I mean, also, again, you have a few really big ones that you need to either have a very innovative, unique product that can stick out, or you need to compete with their marketing budgets. So, I mean, all these things are main drivers for the recent M&A, uh, we have seen where fairly big companies need to merge to be able to cope. I guess what we see is that one part of this is at the core is how you build your sports to be able to cope. I guess we see two routes when you end up in this pressure situation. Either you become a much bigger company through M&A, or you find a more efficient technical model and more efficient business model to be able to compete by outsourcing.
0: Why do you think lot companies over the last few years have chosen the M&A route rather than the outsourcing route?
1: Many of these companies are, at heart, product organizations. It's how they initially in the early 2000s became really successful. They started from building a sportsbook product. So I think it's a big transition to ask these companies to become marketing organizations primarily instead. And maybe they don't even think they master that. Maybe it is the product that they are the best at. It just happens that some people now are even better. Then that m a route enables them to continue to be that product company
0: and in their own trading functions as well that seems to be something that is part of these large operators heritage and they kind of struggle to let that go Mm. look at the big bookmakers particularly in the uk they see themselves as bookmakers rather than entertainment providers Mm. put it that way as, as maybe some european companies how it can be approaching that because obviously you'd say you have the answers to some of those issues you described earlier on and also that we provide a better route than the M&A side. So so what's Canby's approach to answering those bigger questions for for operators?
1: First of all, I don't know if we provide a better route. We provide a different route. And I think both routes can be relevant. We will probably be strategically a better option to outsource in some Circumstances, but but certainly M&A. I mean, I, I don't know all the details and all the complexity of these organizations. So I mm-hmm. think that that's just two different strategic routes that a company will take. And sometimes they would take outsourcing. Sometimes they would take M&A. It depends what your goals and uh, ambitions are as a company, even from board level. Mm-hmm. When I said product before, I, I definitely mean trading and risk management being part of that product. And I think it's a matter of in 2018, comparing to 2008, I mean, ask yourself, you can still be a product company, but what type of product company are you? The product company you were in 2008, where the key for differentiation and driving acquisition and retention was your offering. Did you have a big enough live offer? Did you have an interesting enough local offer deep down in the leagues? Were your odds high enough? when compared with other bookmakers. Was it good enough quality in all your settlements to live delays and so on? And back then, that was a big operational and technical challenge for everyone. So it would be the number one you as a product company really should focus on. I would say that's what made Bet365 the leader. They did that better than everyone else. I think now when good outsourcing models exist, this is not really any area where you can beat competition anymore. At least the marginal returns of getting that odds just a little bit higher or adding that 155th market, it becomes relatively very small as opposed to, for instance, how you package this product, how you package your in-event combination possibilities in a bet builder, for instance. And it's quite easy to see how that becomes much more apparent to the end user, whether they like one product or another, compared to that core trading and risk management functionality that was so evidently different back in 2008. So I think that's what we will be offering, that you start much higher up in the sort of product value chain if you want to continue to be a product company and not just a marketing company.
0: So looking at the US market and the operators that are entering or looking to enter the space over there that haven't come from um, the same background as, as those in Europe, starting from a different level, do you think they might become perhaps a new example for the European or other operators globally in the fact that they haven't got the technology, they haven't got that product, they haven't got those trading teams? Straight away they're going to a level where they're, they're looking at the packaging and they're looking at the, the marketing and they're looking at the differentiation
1: at, at a high level? Definitely someone like DraftKings, uh, I guess, is a good example that is a technically a very capable company that can start on the UX, on the packaging side straight away and leverage that trading and risk already sold in a scalable model. So I think that is a very interesting example for the European market to look at. Uh, Then, of course, the U.S. market, you have very different actors. You have the type of uh, digital leaders such as Mm -hmm. DraftKings, but then you also will have a big part of this market consisting of one state uh, casinos that uh, in many cases probably never has even been online. They've been operating a Mm -hmm. brick and mortar casino and are now adding a retail sportsbook as well as an online sportsbook. So totally different type of operators in that sense with different assets and different competences. And probably that will approach the market and the product in different ways. So how does Canby approach that, that market
0: that consists of you know operators at different ends of those, that spectrum? Does it have the product? Does it have the capability to stretch across the, that gap?
1: Yeah, so I guess you could say at the core, Canby would have been focusing on building the toughest parts of sports. It is the quality of a product and a B2B service that can enable an operator in UK, in Sweden, in Netherlands, in Italy, in Spain, to go head-to-head with the market leaders uh, online in the most competitive environments in the world. That's where we come from and where the big part of our investments and core is, is built on. And that then, I'd say, then is a perfect fit for someone like DraftKings. They do everything around that, the the marketing and the platform and evolve our product even further by building on top in the UI, for instance. Then when we meet different type of operators, maybe coming from retail, for instance, in the US, of course, since a few years, we have asked ourselves, how do we complement this, if you call it online leading service, to be relevant for a bigger Uh, in a different segment. Retail is definitely, I'd say, the biggest investments uh, we've been working on for five years. And our approach to that was really, I mean, always scalability. Let's take this leading online core and find a way to channel it out to retail. And whatever new product development or advancements we do in trading risk management offering, it will come to the benefit of both the online service and the retail service. It fits really well now the development we see in retail where more and more this is about still digital consumption although you are in a casino for instance or in a press shop it's less about printed coupons nowadays it's more about still giving them experience in a self-service terminal which is a very similar end user proposition as the online product that we build
0: can you talk to me a little bit about the Canby network, the power of the network, the advantages of the network, and maybe specifically how that filters down into um, product improvements and development and so forth?
1: There's an area to start with would be the type of customer Canby has on the network, such as Univet, A to Leo Vegas, DraftKings. It's operators that in many aspects are leading on the European market. And us, having had the opportunity to work with those type of companies now for many years, first of all, has formed us as a b two b service supplier. The type of demands and requirements someone like unped Kindred will be needs, stay market leader in many different countries has shaped our type of service organization and an entire company with seven hundred people how we line up to support that and I think that sets us apart from most of our competition. They don't really have leading sports books in that sense. Another area, of course, is these type of operators also that that are competing at the top of the market. They are teaching us a lot. Uh, I mean, including, we of course have a view and a vision of, of where our service and product should go. But it's to a very high degree influenced by all the knowledge they have, all the understanding they have, not least their marketing organizations about what works and where they are going. And I mean, together that is both before I said before, shaping our organization way of operating, but also our actual technology and product. And when you then, as a new operator, come onto the network, you really, from day one, you tap into that, I guess, all that insight, uh, you can say, that is feeded into the Cambie system. And, and we also, I think, we have the opportunity to work with quite a lot of differentiated operators with different visions about how to approach the market Again, that makes our service quite broad, everywhere from South America to now US to Europe, from mobile to a casino or a, a sports betting uh, shop. All those insights coming from those different channels is really shaping our service. You mentioned there
0: that Canby has a growing network, uh, 22, 23 customers, some large tier one sports books on there. We've renewed quite a few of those customers recently. Are you, are you finding that, as well as Canby learning, um, these operators are also learning about Sportsbook and are becoming a little more discerning the longer they're with us and they're wanting to do more themselves? And if so, how are we handling that challenge?
1: Yeah, I think it's natural for those type of operators that didn't have a Sportsbook before. They would join Canby in the more turnkey solution where we have built uh, everything. But then they, without sort of any baggage, they quite quickly see the opportunity of the um, the openness of the system, rather than only competing on better bonuses than everyone and and, and higher marketing spends that they actually can create uh, uniqueness and innovation. I think something, and that is in general a big opportunity in the whole sports betting market, because it has been very little of that Back to 2008, 2018, yes, it was a lot of that, 2008, when we found new ways of describing new bet offer types and adding new uh, sports, etc., but now sort of in a more stage where packaging this offering to the players, I think there's still yet a lot to come. And that's what many of our operators now in the network are starting to explore. They see our promise of empowerment all the way in the sales cycle that it actually holds true. And, and once live, they can put a few developers and actually start implementing quite interesting things.
0: We hope you enjoy this podcast and join us again next week for, for part two of our interview with um, Eric Lodberg. Canby will be at the Ice Totally Gaming event at the XL London in February. To find out more about Canby's omni-channel sports betting experience, visit the Canby stand, S2110. For more insights from Canby, subscribe to this podcast and visit the News and Insights tab on canby.com. Kambi Sportsbook Unlimited.